This is a Rooster Teeth production. A user on Reddit shared a story of a routine business trip that they took to Houston, Texas. They stayed in a familiar hotel that they had visited many times before, but one of their colleagues was given a peculiar room that wasn't listed on the hotel's website, full of strange and disturbing imagery. Today we're going to discuss this mystery of room 322. This is Red Web. Another hotel room, Alfredo Diaz. I'm your other uh, mystery enthusiast, your other host here for the Monday morning. I don't know if you're listening to this at 3 a.m. I'm Trevor Collins, but here we are with another hotel room, Fredo. Well, don't listen to this at 3 a.m., okay? This is scary stuff. I mean, we, we put this, you know, sometimes people stay up late. Sometimes people put on alarms. They got to wake up to uh, to some spooky scares. Y'all getting yourself into some messes. Uh <laughs> A crazy room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, initial thought is, and maybe maybe it's because you've been sitting through all this quarantine. Sure. uh, Months and months and months of quarantine. But that would be so, dude, man, if I walk, if if Jackie and I coming out of quarantine, right? Mm -hmm. People getting vaccinated, whatnot. Stretch your legs, you know, you're going out. And it's like, it's safe to go out. And we, we travel somewhere and there's a freaky room. I'm gone. You get your key. You're like, listen, I put us up in a four-star hotel. That's right? what we got. This is a four-star hotel we're talking about. Fancy. You start walking down the hallways. You're like, I got the I got the room with the view, baby. Mm-hmm. Open up the door, and you're met with like... Disturbing is the word you use. Disturbing dungeon. Dungeon? What? See, here's the thing. Especially like if it's a really nice hotel. Sure. They know what they're doing. You know what I mean? If it was a rinky-dink hotel or motel, I'd be like, uh, did they just neglect something? Was this a room that wasn't really supposed to be in use, etc.? Regardless, I'm out of there. But yeah, a four-star hotel, they know what they're doing. This doesn't just show up overnight, okay? No one's sneaking in yeah. brick by brick some like secret room, okay? <laughs> you don't smuggle in an entire room. You really don't. But yeah, so this is a obviously a real-life mystery. Uh, this is a brick-and-mortar place. You can go there. It exists. But... It all originated on the internet. That's where it really picked up steam. And that's really where it got attention from the hotel staff themselves and everything else. And that's where it all spiraled out. So why don't we go all the way back to the inciting Reddit post and go from there. So wait, yeah. one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could still visit this place? You could still go there? Yeah, you could call them up. I can ring them up right now if you want. I could start talking about this room. We could, we could book you up. We can get you in there maybe. Um mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because <laughs> I know you guys. You guys will put me in there and then also take out all the light bulbs. <laughs> all one of them. I feel like there's not a whole lot of light in here. We'll, we'll get you. We have some pictures here that we can have you reference. Uh, okay. Listeners, uh, as always, with the visual episodes, we have Red Web Pod on Twitter. It's also on Instagram. It's the same handle. I just haven't done anything with it because I'm, you know, I, listen. Busy uh, people. And, you know, <laughs> we're, we're getting there slowly but surely. But, you know, we'll, we'll have those images there. You can reference them. But, Fredo, we'll get your reaction here in a second. But let's lay the groundwork for, you know, for where we're at, what's happening, and who's getting in this room. So Reddit user Joe Likes Music posted on the Houston subreddit back in February 17th of 2013. They traveled to Houston for business often is what they were saying, and they often stayed at this hotel called Hotel Zaza. Not really an advertisement, but we're going to be name dropping that quite a bit. Uh, And this was located in Houston's Museum District. 
Zaza at the time was completely booked, but thankfully, OP right here, uh, Joe Likes Music, their colleague was able to snatch a room uh, despite that. And so they thought, okay, we're very fortunate. Mm -hmm. This colleague was named Matt Robinson and was able to get this room. And uh, and so they go, you know, they all had their normal uh, swanky rooms as expected. But unfortunately, Matt had a very different experience. And they had stayed, like I said, at this hotel many times before and so they knew what was expected they knew what was the normal style and they, you know it was a second home essentially right oh interesting so they've been here a bunch before yeah so this is like you know just uh just another day for them another business trip i'm sure they have another you know section of the company there in houston right. so what's interesting here is that robinson when he got to the room described it only as a goth dungeon closet and this was room 322 now, I'm going to describe this room, but before we do, Fredo, go ahead and click on that first link there in our chat. Okay. What the... Interesting, huh? I'm seeing a painting of twins. Uh-huh. They're both wearing a pink dress. It's really stylized. And uh, their necks are really long. Yeah. What is this? They're like frowning, you know, there's a lot of skulls. So so while you take a look at those, I'm going to read out kind of a more uh, listical style of what, what all is in this room for the listeners. Yeah. So this room was about a third of the size of a normal room. And what was really interesting because of that size, the furniture in this room was partially blocking all sorts of things, such as the single window into the room here. Uh, the bed was uh, slightly obscured, and part of the TV was also obscured by furniture. They had one exposed brick wall, and it had concrete flooring. And now I'm not talking about like a modern concrete floor that looks kind of nice. I'm talking about an unfinished, kind of stained, definitely needed a carpet on top of it, concrete floor. Oh, yeah, that that floor is gross. No, I wouldn't want to uh, wake up barefooted oh. and slap around on that floor would not be good. Let's see. It's extremely dark and there is very few lights. From the pictures we're seeing, there's only two lights and it's very dim and kind of dingy. Uh, the bed wasn't supported like a normal bed. Uh, it was supported by angled chains that came down to support the frame that attached to that brick wall. Almost like one of those beds that folds up against the wall, but yeah. that's definitely not what was going on here. It's more of a stylized thing, just a look. I think that one of the really big weird things, aside from like the look of it, mm -hmm. is that the, you know, whenever you go to a hotel, the bed is kind of like the centerpiece. It comes off of the wall from the headboard, right? Yeah. Your head's at the wall, feet's in the room. Yeah. And with this bed, it's like the whole side of the bed is up against the wall, which is just really weird to see. It's college style when you have no space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're sleeping along the wall, kind of hugged up against it. Um, yeah, it's definitely different. And, you know, there's paintings of skulls. There's a skull clock. There's some kind of dark. It's either a, a dark walnut or black uh, veneer wood. And, and it's very dingy. Uh, but what was interesting, there's a couple other details, right? There's a packet of cigarettes above the door. There's a large mirror that overlooks the bed. The paintings that you pointed out definitely look like somewhere like a, like an amateur artist made these very creepy looking paintings, right? Like the two-headed woman right. or whatever was going on there. And, the, and distinctly interesting here is a headshot of a random 
normal looking man, probably in his 60s. I was just about to say that. Kind of high up on the wall. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. Yeah, it just looks like, uh, what is that professional site? Like LinkedIn? LinkedIn, yeah. It looks like a, a LinkedIn photo <laughs> like you'd have. Like yeah, very... it's like his headshot or something. Like He's wearing a suit. Yeah, but yeah, it just looks like a businessman. It looks like it doesn't fit in the room in the different art. Definitely doesn't fit. Right out there, comparatively. Yeah, so that's the room, okay? Uh, very startling, I'm sure, to walk into when you're expecting a four-star experience with the, you know, accoutrement to the room, right? You walk in and it's <laughs> it's all set just so. This guy walks into a dingy closet dungeon. I, I don't know how else to say it. But when he got to the room, obviously he called the front desk. And when he asked about this room, hotel staff apologized. They told him, quote, this room isn't supposed to be rented. And then subsequently gave him a new room. And in response to Joe Likes Music's post, many theories and rumors started to spread. Obviously, this started to hit the front page of Reddit. And so all the Internet investigators came out of the woodwork to be like, yeah. what is this? What's going on? What's the secret? <laughs> Oops, sorry. You weren't supposed to see that. Well, hold on now. Like, what is <laughs> We've seen too much. You can't take it back. on there. You can't just say, whoops, new room. Here you go. <laughs> Ew, don't talk about it. Uh, because, yeah, this is this is the first time it really hit Reddit. And, you know, he's posting photos of it. So OP added in the comments to their post that the bathroom wasn't too small or anything and that there was nothing uh, connected to the room, no other rooms, I should say, connected to this room. And it seems that the bathroom was otherwise normal. Some were wondering if this was like perhaps a unique way to advertise for Hotel Zaza, right? That this was actually uh, an advertiser in disguise because that happens, you know, a paid post that creates some sort of oh, gossip yeah, around, yeah, yeah. you know. They're like, hey, maybe this is just advertising, some guerrilla marketing or Viral whatever. Viral marketing. Right. But OP insisted that they had no affiliation with the hotel. And based on their post history that, you know, this seemed unlikely. They had a, a long history. This wasn't a fresh account. You know, they had clearly right, yeah. an established an online footprint. So it's not like an egg account on Twitter. You know what I mean? Right, it's right. like, uh, OK, this is just randomly made sometime recently. Exactly. So uh, I don't know if this was happening while they had access to the room, but commenters started to encourage OP to check around for hidden cameras worried that something more sinister might be going on here, right? That this is actually a, a room that has a more nefarious purpose. Ooh, like a sex room. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I going to say it? I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it. Just spell it out. It's in the brain. So obviously, you know, Redditors, internet users, are they're very crafty. So user Twistin2 reversed image searched, you know, the, the headshot there. And they found that it was actually a portrait of a Houston businessman named Jay Camo, a former executive of Stanford Financial Group. They were charged with creating a Ponzi scheme, after which they did not deny or confirm that they had done that. They just paid for damages and settled in court. Oh. And what's interesting here, too, is that this individual hosted a party at this hotel while it was under construction. What? Mm-hmm. So now we have a little bit of a connective tissue here. Weird as it might be. Um, I don't know. One of our illustrious patrons, we hung his portrait just so yeah. in our prison room. Here's a little peek behind the curtain. I came in here. I want this. You know, and we're like, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we got another one cooked up. <laughs> and I was told that this was supposed to be a lighthearted one. I'm going to be honest. I feel, I feel like I'm getting lied to here. When Christian set you up saying this was a fun one, I was bowing out. Christian, I didn't know what to Christian say. Christian was like, Fredo, we got a fun one lined up for you. I was like, all right. And I'm like, what is it? What? How is this fun, Christian? 
Well, here's the thing. It's so far so good, right? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a mysterious room that's off the books, okay? We don't have to get a, you know, take your tinfoil hat off. We don't need to, you know, strap it on too tight. With a picture the of someone flow. who's like, you know, scheming. Ponzi scheming. Maybe this was some sort of like off-site location for their scheme. Yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know, man. People with money sometimes get crazy. You're done with your earthly desires. You start looking for some weird stuff. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> so this might make it a little bit more fun. This might soften the blow a little bit. Okay. Cause there is a little bit of reality here that we can lean back on. Right. A lot of these episodes start to really stretch our legs into different areas. This one, I think you can firmly plant your left foot down and, and, and stay comfortable because this hotel chain is ultimately known, well, partly known for its themed rooms and it has many listed on their website. They call these concept rooms, okay? So now you think, okay, well fine, All right. mystery solved. But when you start looking at their website and we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit more later, so I don't want to jump the gun, but this particular room is not listed on their site. There's no pictures of this room. There's no way to look up and book this room. This isn't listed as a concept room. In fact, if you look at the Houston location at all, I don't believe any concept rooms are listed. If you're curious yourself as a listener, you want to look it up, you can go to their Dallas location. They have plenty of them. There's like rooms themed around the African safari. They have rooms themed around the Far East and and everything in between. They have all these interesting themes like art and metropolitan, nothing dungeon-esque, nothing goth, nothing of this kind of odd nature. Uh, And certainly, again, not in Houston, which is where this one's at. So... Uh, In order to get this room, it seems, one either has to ask for it, knowing about this room, or you get it randomly assigned to you as a mistake or something. But it's worth noting here that OP, uh, they actually edited this into their post, I should say. They were contacted by an anonymous user, some brand new Reddit account that privately messaged them, offering them $1,000 to delete this post and all of the pictures. What? Mm Mm-hmm. The only thing we know about this at this point is OP came forward, said this message came through, offering a payoff to delete everything, all the footprint, uh, and OP publicly asked to meet that anonymous user in public at Zaza's Monarch Bar. It's ultimately unknown if they ever met up, and no further edits were made to the post, although OP does continue to use their account, or at least at that time, continue to use the account to, you know, just be a Redditor. There's other activity, but nothing relating to this, I should say, maybe incident uh, was ever updated on. The thing, oh man, it's just like, can I sit here and I was like, oh man, like why though? You know, like mm-hmm. wh- for what reason? At the same time, a thousand dollars isn't an insane amount of money. Right. I could totally see someone who's got a comfy job or even mm-hmm. then they were just like, ah, this will be funny. You know, yeah. and then just like throw a thousand bucks up. You know, they, they don't care about having it down or not. They just want to cause a ruckus. And this would be funny to me if I just did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is obviously getting a lot of traction. Why take this from the Internet? Now, let me ask you, though, if you were at the center of this, uh, whether you got the room or your friend got the room and you were offered a thousand dollars, what would you do? Because you don't really know the extent of this. It could go way beyond your wildest expectations. So do you cut loose and take the thousand dollars or... Do you hope nothing else comes your way and you just allow the internet a little peek into the mystery of this hotel chain? I mean, just leave it up. Mm. 
Because, like, you're right, you know, $1,000 is nice, but is it as nice as really, like, diving into a fascinating internet mystery yeah. that will maybe t stand the test of time? I don't know. But the legal implications. Ooh. Ooh. There's other things going on. You just don't know. That's true. I mean, I'd leave it up. Oh, the person came to me and they were just like, here's more money. Take it down. Or else. Uh, <laughs> they don't even have to say that. Even <laughs> if, like, they come around a second time, we're like, here's more money. Take it down. Right? Sure. I would take it down not for the money but because it's it's like okay there's something more behind this like my theory of like this is a joke is starting to wear thin in my mind yeah if, if they up the offer even just a bit i feel like come on the internet is forever there's that page is archived someone saved this already mm -hmm. take the cash take it down light another match underneath this huge fire right all it does is incite more excitement around the mystery so I don't really know if, if Zaza really understood what was going to happen if they yoinked it off the net. What's done is done, baby. Yep. You know, speaking of them, let's dive into the company response and some of the Internet's reactions to how that kind of came about. So clearly following interest, you know, after this Reddit post, multiple news outlets reached out to Hotel Zaza. In return, many of them were contacted by the head of e-marketing, Kira Kutz. Coots was aware of the Reddit post and the conversation going on online, and she said that room 322 was a themed room called Hard Times, quote, a playful spin on the jail experience. Which makes me pause. Is there a playful spin on the jail experience? Yeah, who? I mean, look, there's someone. Uh, I'm just saying, you mean, you know, fed, yeah. we're talking fetishes. We're also talking like maybe just. You know, people are just like, I don't know, let's just get crazy with it mm -hmm. and rent out this jail experience of a hotel room. But yeah, I mean, maybe or random. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, I feel like if you want the true jail experience, they need some, you know, like maybe there's a proper door to hide it. But once you go inside, there's a jail door and then they lock you in <laughs> and then you really have the experience. I don't like that. You pay for <laughs> you. You know, you pay up front. It's all like voluntary, but once you're on the other side of that door, you're theirs. I feel like it's kind of followed by like, okay, and then, and then here's the safe word. Like whisper banana into the mirror and you'll be fine. But I don't know for like, like a company, like it isn't like their only hotel, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's a chain. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't see a, a corporate entity like that. Just being like, yeah, sure. We'll just really go outside the box with this one. Right. It's very niche. You wouldn't expect it. Well, she said that it was not the only compact room, uh, but there was yet another themed room at this location that was smaller called the ship. I guess it was more nautical themed or yacht themed, something to that extent. And that some rooms are compact for renovation because what happens is when you have a historic building and you remodel them for a modern hotel, you end up with awkward spaces and awkward gaps yeah. where rooms used to be or whatever. And so they try to take advantage of these awkward gaps to create these themed rooms. It seems that's what their response is. Uh, but Coots then confirmed, yes, that neither of these rooms are shown on the website. Uh, she told news outlets that hard times reflected the owner's personal style and that he had lived in that room at some point. Lived there? Which is baffling to me. Hmm. Um, very, very small. Uh, no kitchen, really. But hey. Yeah, how, how are you living there, though? I, I don't know. I, I guess you just uh, room service every single meal. Yeah, live off of room service. You're the owner, right? Oh, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but when asked about a couple of the details, right, such as the two-headed woman, she said this, quote, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble hearing you. I can get back to you on that. I'd have to check with the designers. So on one hand, she's 
kind of, oh yeah, no, we're breaking up. I can't hear you. And then in the same breath also says, oh, but no, I hear you. I don't know the answer. Well, let's just, I can get back to you. What? Rather than just saying like, I don't know, he's a weirdo. He liked, he liked abstract art. <laughs> what? This is weird to me. It's, it's just an awkward dodge of a question that almost didn't need to happen. So, you know. Yeah, right? Like it seemed just unnecessary. Yeah. And then it just hit you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she was also asked about the photo of Jay Camo. She said, quote, I need to look into that a little bit further. Uh-huh. You know, so another, another, I don't really know sort of response to the art, which is fine. I I get that. I don't want to look too hard at that. But in the end, she told interviews that the user on Reddit must have been paraphrasing when they claimed that staff said the room shouldn't be booked and that it was a mistake, ultimately implying that, yes, this is a themed room. It can be booked, etc. You need to, you know, those who know, know, but it's not listed on the site. Kind of, kind of making it seem like, okay, no, nothing nefarious. It, it is what it is. But yeah, that didn't really stop YouTube investigations from going down and diving into what happened here. Oh, 100%. But I mean, like, who's supposed to know, though? Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, who are the people that are supposed to know this? Unless the owner is like, this is my private room. Unless the owner is telling some folks about it. Unless there's some sort of like, like his Freemason group or some other group he's a part of. Like, hey, guys, I got right. a secret room and you feel like. If you want it. <laughs> yeah, sounds just like that. Yeah, this is what he sounds like. Use code prison cell and they'll get you the swankiest little like tiny brick room you could ever want. You love it. You like bricks? You'll love this room. Make sure you wear your socks. I know I don't wash the floor. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, It's a good question. How would you know? But now, hey, we know now. We know. Yeah. Well, now we know. We can ask. We can just no. call him up. Beep, bop, boop, boop. Followed by, I wish I didn't know. Ask a few questions. Bada boom, bada bing. Credit card swipe. Door opens. Look, it'll be it'll be like uh, like high school all over again. All right, <laughs> you call. I'll be the third person on the line that they don't know is there. <laughs> Just listening in. <laughs> Yeah. So let's dive into the YouTuber investigation, because that's where a lot of uh, the material has really kind of surfaced around this, because, you know, not a whole lot came from the uh, from just the inciting Reddit post. There's a lot of other nooks and crannies to explore here. So uh, despite having some of the answers to the obvious questions going on, Redditors seemingly only had more questions as a result of the following interviews. Right. Uh, many assumed that, th- that this was actually like a marketing scheme that maybe, OK, OP wasn't the person on the marketing side, but that this was some sort of like, you know, guerrilla marketing tactic where they create an idea of a secret room mm-hmm. or a haunted room. Right. Many hotels have a lot of patronage strictly due to having ghost stories. Right. You and I went to Stanley Hotel in Colorado. Right. Uh, that The Shining is based on. A lot of lore about that place, a lot of stories, very cool place. But whether you believe that or not, you know, it definitely is a big driver of business. Mm-hmm. But in response to that, people are wondering, okay, then why would you market a room like that, right? You're talking about this yeah. this boat room. Sounds a lot nicer of a secret room. Like, why, why this, like, kind of goth prison? Yep. You know, in fact, it, again, it's worth noting at this point. When you look at the company and you look at these concept rooms, as they call them, not a single official room has any decor like this at all. So yes, conceptually, it does kind of fit in there a little bit, but man, does it feel like a weird outlier. It's just so out there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like crazy marketing. Like, I don't understand. 
Yeah, I mean, people are just trying to find some answers here, and um, I, I would too. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a worthy question, man. And what's interesting here too is another redditor named Don't Tread on Bees came forward and shared that actually a year prior to OP's Reddit post or thereabouts on February twenty seventh of two thousand twelve, that another experience similar to OP's had come online. A woman by the name of Hillary Davidson had also stayed in room 322 and took pictures for their blog. So it sounds like Davidson, when getting to the room, also asked hotel staff about the room that they were in, and they were also told that they were going to be moved to a new room, and Davidson described the staff as deeply upset. Once again, kind of implying that this was a big mistake, that this was not meant to happen, that this wasn't right. uh, wasn't an expected experience, right? That this is this is a room that is clearly not meant to be rented out. Come on, this has got to be on purpose, right? How do you keep making that same mistake? Oh, I'm sorry, this wasn't supposed to be rented out. I mean, maybe it's like a, a new bookie or whatever they call them at the front desk. Someone who's coming forward and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The hotel's booked out, but let me see what I can do for you. Right. You know that experience. And then they kind of clickety clack. Right. And they find something that's unbooked and they just don't know any better. I don't, I don't know. I was about to say, why is it even in the system? But then again, and if it's meant to be rented by like certain people who know about it, some crazy marketing. Take this off the books, man. Make this cash only. Get it out of the computer system. Stop putting regular old people in this scary room. Yeah. You freak people out. I feel like just program it so only the manager has the ability to, you know, mm-hmm. book out that room. It's weird. Or just have it always booked, so to speak. Exactly. Seems very purposeful. Yeah. So it kind of adds credence to the original poster's story because they're very similar. But there was no response from Zaza following Davidson blog post, right? Uh, Probably because it didn't blow up, but it was still on the internet. Now, two YouTubers did come forward recently, and actually not all that long ago, maybe about a year and a half ago, and did their own investigation. Uh, Many of you might be aware of the YouTube channel called Barely Sociable, and they put out a video in September 2019, uh, and actually in that video, they called Hotel Zaza and asked about those themed rooms. The employees said that their themed rooms started on floor 7, and everything below that was not themed, which this being 322 typically implies that it's on floor 3. I think also in listening to that phone call, it was pretty clear that they were talking about a different location. Right. And it might have been the Dallas location once again, because those concept rooms are quite public, right? You can go Mm -hmm. find them on their site. And Houston doesn't have any public themed rooms. And in the conversation, they do actually say, uh, you know, Barely Sociable then says, well, what about the Houston location? What can you tell me about those themed rooms? And, uh, you know, he was basically trying to avoid asking directly about this room in particular, just to see if this person would divulge about this room. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, the only themed rooms that they were talking about were the Dallas ones. And long story short, did not come forward and talk about this one in particular. Mm. But this then inspired another video by a different YouTuber named Night Docs. They actually stayed a night in the room in room 322 on October of 2019, so the next month. It's uncertain how exactly he booked his stay, but in the video, he simply states that he asked to stay in the room, and I suppose they allowed it. I don't know if they knew it was a publicity stunt. I don't know what the goings-on were there. 
but he decided to stay there and document his story. It's just so weird that like, oh no, you're not supposed to be here. And then it's like, oh, well, sure, you can come on in and stay the night. So are they, yeah, exactly. Are people upset about this or is it okay? Is it a themed room yeah. or is it an accident? Like it, it's so back it's, and forth. It's very back right? and it forth. It just, it feels like this is just marketing. Yeah. It does feel like that. Simply because they're just so back and forth on it. Uh, it's interesting as hell. I mean, we're here talking about it. Exactly. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued. But uh, if you click on the the second link there, it has... Oh, here we go. The, uh, not videos, but images from that video. Um, again, we'll post as many of these as we can fit on Twitter and the like. Red Web Pod. But yeah, it essentially features the same stuff. A few things were changed out. For example, the the man, the mysterious Jay, was taken off the wall, mm -hmm. and I believe the two-headed woman was taken off the wall. And in those places, what is this painting of this man in the blue shirt? Yeah, I think that one was was in the original a few years prior. The yard. Um, the the yard. I don't know what that is. That's like there's a bench press out there with like a couple of weights on it. Yeah. <laughs> very very low key setup. It's I don't know, but. There's a framed black and white striped prison jumpsuit yep. that was added, and it says property of Zaza, right? And there's also a photo of Conan O'Brien as a prisoner who is reading a book while sitting in an electric chair. So it almost seems like, okay, fine, we have to officially acknowledge this room. We have to give it the proper treatment and take out yeah. the weird elements that don't fit the theme. Ugh. If we want to say it's a theme, we need to make it a theme. But now, you know, this is where the person came forward and was like, all right, I'm going to test what people wanted me to test. I'm going to get in every nook and cranny. Right. I'm going to look at all the mirrors. I'm going to see if there's any two-way glass, right? So there are three ways to test if a mirror is an official, like proper mirror that you cannot see through, or if it's in fact a mirror that one can put a camera on the other side or just sit on the other side. If you touch the mirror, you shouldn't be able to touch your reflection. Uh, hotels tend to use cheaper mirrors, so it might look like you're touching your reflection. But if you touch your fingertips together right now, that's almost exactly what it looks like. Huh. But yeah, typically like in your home, though, if you go touch your bathroom mirror, the glass is going to be a bit thicker, more high quality. Right. And, uh, and your finger should be about anywhere between a millimeter or so and two millimeters away. Right. Oh, so even then, like very, very close to each other. Yeah, or maybe like half a centimeter. I don't really know. Essentially, what I do is drag my fingernail. So don't smudge up all the mirrors. I drag my fingernail up the mirror and then I kind of cross it over just real quick because you just never know, especially if you're in a hotel that you're not certain about. It's always worth checking. It's super quick. Yeah, it could be like one very particular spot. Mm hmm. Oh, that's. Yeah. Oh, I don't it's like spooky. that. It's spooky. I don't like I thinking don't... about it. You know, if you could get your eyes behind it, you can always like take a look that way because some of these are hung up. But... I don't like that. You can also knock if the mirror is mounted on the wall instead of hung up, right? You can also knock on it, you know, oh, is there a hollow spot here, right? Uh, usually it sounds solid, but if it's hollow, question marks. And the last way, which doesn't always work, if you shine a bright light at the mirror and you can see the other side, okay, well, that's a problem. Uh, because the mirror shouldn't have another side. But what if it's like a really small high-def camera and so it's only a very, very tiny mm -hmm. particular spot? Like, oh, right. God, that's scary. I mean, if it's like the camera on your phone, they don't even need the mirror anymore. It could sit in yeah. anything. Ugh. Cameras are scary small now. But, uh, but yeah, anyway. So he checked around, didn't find anything in particular that made them feel, you know, that there was any two-way mirror activity happening. And ultimately, their night passed uneventfully, right? As you would expect. I think mm -hmm. they kind of documented that this is ultimately just an odd room.
Hey everybody, Trevor Collins here again, parting the seas between the mysteries to just talk about stuff. You know, there's a lot going on that we can't squeeze in at the top of the show or at the end of the show. Many of those things talk about merch, talk about thanking you guys for all the sweet reviews. I feel like I'm kind of whispering a little bit. I don't know why, but but thank you guys so much for all the reviews and stuff. Also, love all the excitement around the Task Force badge and merch that is coming. We're going to let you know first and foremost here in the ad break that I'm speaking in right now if you don't skip them. Uh, but I'm sure I'll let you know at the top of the show too, because it's it's really good looking. Uh, right now it's just waiting on lead times and shipment times and all sorts of that stuff. So we got a couple weeks out, but it's gonna be there. And, uh, and if you wanna get to the website ahead of time and support the show with our mug and shirt as they exist already, you can go to store.roosterteeth.com, hit us up, boom, support the show. Uh, before we get to ads though, there is another podcast kind of in our network, in our sphere. A good friend of mine, John Reisinger, has a new podcast to talk about all sorts of really cool comic book and pop culture stuff. It's called The Real Canon, and it's a deep dive into the world of genre pop culture, providing backstory and context to what's going on at the forefront of nerd media. So if you like geek culture, if you love Marvel and you love comic books, you love DC, you love all that stuff on Disney Plus and all the services, uh, I highly suggest you check it out. It will be on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else that you listen to this very show, so you can go ahead and subscribe to it ahead of time. I, uh, I can't recommend it enough. John Reisinger, is a, he's, he's very knowledgeable in comic books, a good friend of mine, like I said, but he also has co-host Charles Pulliam Moore on the show, so you know you're getting good opinions when it comes, just well-informed opinions when it comes to comic book. I Listen, it's way outside of Red Web, but I love just lore in general when it comes to like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, the Marvel Universe, the X-Men Universe, the DC Universe, right? I know X-Men's part of Marvel, whatever. It doesn't matter. Don't make me get in the weeds on this subject. I'll talk my head off. But like, I, I'm really excited for this podcast. So again, check it out. Uh, I highly suggest it. It's called The Real Canon, C-A-N-O-N. Go check it out. But without further ado, why don't we dive into our sponsors? Today's sponsor is The Jordan Harbinger Show. Now, okay, listen, I know I talked about a podcast and I know you hear about podcasts all the time, but The Jordan Harbinger Show is a podcast that you really should be listening to. Every day, I'm sure you have somebody else telling you to listen to a podcast, but you're going to sit there, you're going to nod, you're going to say, sure, 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 I'll listen to it. Uh, but listen, don't let that happen here. Jordan's show, which was named one of Apple's best of 2018, is aimed at making you a better informed and more critical thinker so you can get a sense of how the world actually works and come to your own conclusions when it comes to things going on in the world and how things are happening, what's happening, even inside your own brain. So each episode is a conversation with a different fascinating guest, and when they say there's something for everyone, they really mean it. In one episode, Jordan talks about a hostage negotiator from the FBI who offers techniques on how to get people to like you and to trust you which sounds useful and disturbing all at the same time as a red web enthusiast, right? Another episode goes all the way to say like, it's a story of a professional art forger who somehow made millions of dollars while being chased by the feds and the mafia. So you know there's a wide breadth of topics. Now, two topics of the Jordan Harbinger show that I would recommend, okay, would be episode 158 and 151. The former being how to save someone from a self-help cult on one of their Feedback Fridays. Very interesting stuff when you look at cults, kind of a lot of, uh, you know, self-help stuff being activated in order to lure people in there. But also episode 151, which features Dave Asprey, who talks about biohacking the way to a bulletproof life. 
And if you are familiar with Red Web, we've talked about a lot of, uh, you know, cyber hacking and, and criminal activity online. So I think that would be super fascinating for those of you who like that kind of thing. Jordan's always focused on pulling useful, practical insights out of his brilliant guests, and they're not talking about pop psychology or wishy-washy self-help stuff here. The episodes are loaded with bits of wisdom that you can use to legitimately change your mind and improve your life right away. We really enjoy this show, and we think you will as well. So search The Jordan Harbinger Show today. That's H-A-R-B, as in boy, I-N, as in Nancy, G-E-R, Uh, to spell out Harbinger. And that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. One last piece of interesting information, though. The next morning, when they left the room, they realized the room next door, 321, was actually a staff closet. And so they invited themselves in because the door was ajar, and they went inside. They found an odd padlocked door that was on the shared wall, that lined up with room 322 and where that large mirror above the bed was supposed to be. What? Mm Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, could this actually be a room between these two rooms where a window could be leading to that mirror? What is this secret padlock door inside this closet that shares the wall? What what is that? It's weird. It's It's so unnecessarily weird. (laughs) Right. If this is supposed to be advertisement, it's yeah, right. It, like you're not showing that to people, right? You're not advertising that aspect of it. None of that was was a part of the story, and I think this was just like serendipitous that the door just happened to be open. La la la! Ooh, kicks himself into the closet, looks around, padlock door. Interesting. Mm. Well, as you can expect, Night Docs then shared their experience and their further research with the subreddit Unresolved Mysteries. That subreddit actually found a floor plan. That floor plan was actually a part of an article regarding the initial Reddit post written by Corey Doctorow. That's who wrote that article. And the floor plan, as you look at it, shows a small room located in 321, and the only way to enter it was that padlocked door. Dr. Rowe had contacted Zaza, or an insider at Zaza, it says, and uh, about this floor plan to say like, hey, what's going on here? What is this? Uh, And he was told that based on the location, if this was a two-way mirror, the only thing that those people would see would be pipes and water lines, you know, electrical, things like that. And it was concluded, ultimately, that perhaps the padlock door was simply linked to a bathroom or just a, a water closet, something of that nature. Nothing nothing spooky, mm-hmm. nothing uh, privacy infracting, but, you know, still makes you question. Yeah, it's still creepy. Mm-hmm. It's still unsettling. <laughs> oh, very. Uh, just the look of the room alone. Yeah. Uh, its existence alone is enough to to, to shiver me. <laughs> shiver me timbers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you going to take it there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So now we think, you know, maybe we have an answer, maybe we can close this case, but there's a couple loose ends here, right? Some of the Redditors noticed strange images in the reflection on the TV, and uh, and no one could really explain it. OP couldn't explain it, the Redditors tried to explain it, what was going on, what is that reflection? On the TV? Yeah, like in, in the video and in the stills that this person took in the room, they were looking basically at everything. Right. Every pixel is a clue. They're looking, and maybe this is why they found strange images, is that they're looking too hard at it. Mm-hmm. But they look at the TV, they see some reflections, and they're like, basically it just raised some questions. You know, some people felt this was resolved at this point. Many others thought that 
you know, there were still tons of questions yeah. to be answered that Keep something digging. secret was going on with room 322 and that they really wanted to dive into it, but there's nothing else here. So what happened with the thousand dollars, right? What happened with, is this a troll situation? <sighs> you know, why isn't this listed? Why is Jay Camo in there? Like there's just so many loose ends here that people are still hanging their hat on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that thousand dollars—it's just—it's just low enough for someone to be like, "Ah, this will this will stir the pot." Well, let's dive into the theories. You know, outside of the obvious, outside of some of the potential solves that we kind of walked through in the investigations, some of the popular theories that people are relying on to hopefully quell their queries when it comes to this room. Oh yeah. So the first main theory is that this is the owner's private room. And I think that that makes sense, you know? Some theorized that this is that this is simply what's going on. Nothing else. And it seems like it was confirmed by the marketing director that came forward. He lived here, after all, for a time. That they're, they have an eccentric style. This is their style of room. This is just like their comfort space. Jail. <laughs> yeah, I, listen. Jail I style. Who knows, man? But, uh, you know... A lot of people wondered why a rich hotel owner would want to stay in a, you know, a shabby jail themed room. And maybe it's just a change of scenery, right? Like you were pointing oh out, maybe, maybe you just at a certain point, you've had a little bit of earthly's pleasures, right? And you, right. And you, you just want something else. Maybe, maybe you're like Danny DeVito and it's always sunny and you've, you've lived the high life so long. You just want to <laughs> slum it with get Charlie weird with it, get, get weird with it, get a toe knife going, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. That's a place where you'd toe knife for sure. Oh, yeah. This is toe knife room central. Absolute botch jobs all over this place, all oh, over that floor. That's why. Yeah, that's why it's concrete. Uh, <laughs> Easy to mop wipe up. up the blood. <gasps> oh, well, that goes into another theory. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like, oof. And so other people were saying, like, in addition to the oddities of this room, maybe being an extension of their personality. If this person's trying to get away, right, from whatever, mm -hmm. work, life, the fact that they own hotels, this hotel seems to be booked up quite a bit. So maybe they're just looking for an escape, an entirely different uh, speed, right? And so clearly this room should almost always be open and it certainly is a different walk of life. Yeah. And so that really could just be it, right? Tired of the posh, tired of these four or five star places, you know, I'm tired of all this money weighing me down. Jesus. I'm going to go to my prison room with a potential one-way mirror. I, 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 who's to say? <laughs> this is just a... I don't know, man. To each their own, but that's weird. Yeah, you know what? Actually, like, Night Docs was theorizing themselves that, again, that this was the owner's room and that putting Jay Camo up there, because clearly there's some connective tissue between this hotel and this Jay character, mm -hmm. that potentially this was a symbolic way for Jay to spend some time in jail and for the owner to get some sort of peace of mind. Maybe the owner was involved in this Ponzi scheme, right? Because ultimately... They just paid out damages and never served time. That is weird. Yeah. That's very weird. That very makes weird. sense. It's so back and forth. Yeah. You know, then you don't know. And then some people get to... Why, like, why isn't everybody in terms of, like, the staff on the same page? Right. Right. People giving this room all Wilson Nilsson. And then you got other people over here saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not supposed to be having this oh, room. Oh, what's going on here? I can't hear you during an interview. Yeah. Like, I Gotta just, get you a new room. I feel like very easily just go, this is a this is a themed room. Right. Lie better. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a little it's a little risque, but it's themed and it's prison themed. And uh, people can stay here if they know about it. And ooh, you know. Right. I mean, hey, you know, like maybe you want to be surrounded by the posh, but you just... 
you just got to like, yeah, that's your, that's your thing. And that's yeah. fine. You know, but just say it like it is. Mm-hmm. You don't need to skirt the line, make this sound like really strange. Say it, say it like it is. But hey, let's say it like it is. And let's step into theory number two, that this is potentially a sex dungeon. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's just say it like it is. It's got some, you know, some dark undertones There's stuff going on. There's a lot of secrecy going on here. Um, the bed is chained to the wall. A lot of the aesthetics kind of lean into that type of yep. ambiance, yep, yep, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> look, look, I knew I knew one of the theories might take it there. Yeah. And I was waiting. And here we are. Here we are, man. I mean, the bed oh, is yeah. like the, the basically the only piece of furniture, right? They have a tiny little desk. They've got an obscured window. The TV's there, but there's lamps in front of it and stuff. Everything's kind of shoved in, but they made sure to make space for that big old bed. Chain it up, chain it down. Chain it down, don't want it rocking, you know? You don't want to be bumping against the wall when the when the four-star guests are just trying to have a slumber after their long, long business meeting. It's so, the place is so small though, I don't know. I mean, I mean it is. If you take a look prison. at that room though, it's point, out, point out the first two things you notice to me. Mm. To me, and like, you, take a, you take a look, but to yeah. me, bed, mirror. Said enough. Yeah. Says everything you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> it says everything. Hell, there's some <laughs> chains there too. You know. I mean, listen. I don't know if I want, uh, you know, a man of sixty-five kind of gandering over me, or yeah. uh, or some very abstract art. It's weird art to you like um, get it onto. <laughs> right. What I'm trying to get at. Right. It, it's kind of like one of those like movie moments where you kind of tip the family portrait frame down right before the business ensues right when you before you have your own business meeting to attend I'm just to you gonna know what I'm go saying? ahead and tip it. all right <laughs> but yeah i mean it's worth mentioning jay was hung way up on the wall i'm on a first name basis with this guy i guess yeah apparently he was hung way up on the wall you're not reaching him okay he's up there but now you got conan in an electric chair watching so i don't know if that's better or worse <laughs> it's funny yeah and to like kind of round out this theory that's that's pretty much it um, you know, some people theorize with regards to this that the mirror is in fact for people maybe to watch or just intentionally for that one-way mirror to have room on the other side for people to get into for whatever reason, right? I'll right. let you extrapolate. But that that is why the room is small, not necessarily the remodeling issue, you know. Maybe there's some some side hustling happening oh. in this in this hotel. But you know, if people aren't supposed to know about this room, which is what it seems to be the case. They're doing a poor job. Like, yeah. Like, enough people know about this room. Things got let slip, you know? I slipped a bunch of times. I'm like, oh my, it's, sl- it's slipping left and right. It's lubed up. It's so slippery. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's on theme. So, you know what? Maybe that's just <laughs> on brand for the room. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. That's a possible theory there. Uh, but the next theory here kind of takes it in a similar yet totally different direction, saying that this is in fact a murder room. Many Redditors were unsure what exactly they believed the room to be about, but ultimately felt that there was something darker happening here and perhaps it was made for murder. The fact that it was kind of tucked away, the fact that it's near a utility closet, the fact that the carpet is torn up and you have a kind of stained raw concrete floor there, maybe for ease of cleanup. I don't really know. 
And it sounds like a deleted user, a post from somebody who has since deleted their account, thought that they saw blood on the floor. In the form of a stain, not just a loose pool, but... Right. You know, when you really start to look at a picture and you're, like, given the idea, like, hey, this is a mystery, here's the Mm -hmm. photo, you're going to start seeing Mm -hmm. stuff. You're going to start reading into stuff. I mean, maybe they did see a little bit of a stain down there. I don't know. Listeners, you 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 be the judge. Who knows? <laughs> I just like I said, this is supposed to be something that's hidden. They're they're slipping around left and right. They're just there's a lot of slip. I mean, a lot of slippage. Maybe these are some old guard, right? And they're used to some speakeasy times where, like, you know, not everything is documented and spread about. You know, <laughs> it's harder to get around town. Like, and they and they just let their guard down. And then when Reddit happened, they went, "Oh crap, we gotta." We gotta shape up. Uh, it's like so weirdly enough, I just feel feel like they could right like the, the hotel chain could take it one way or the other very easily and just like decide to ride the line in the middle because you can just shut the room down and it's not for use or anything like that. Or you could advertise it wildly out there and be like, oh look at this, like it's great, you know, mm-hmm. this this themed room, yada yada yada. But they just kind of back and forth. You know, like they're not taking any specific direction. Yeah, I don't know. It, ultimately, people are like, they look at this room and they think, this makes me feel uneasy. That's why I wanted you to look at it before we really dove in, was because like, it's just an odd room. It really is. You know, and people are saying, ah, there's this is there's so much ritual symbolism in this room. And that's really where people are coming from when, when it comes to this murder room. And, and that's where you start to think, okay, people are thinking maybe this is like a purge room or something that... You know, again, activating that two-way mirror thing that maybe people want to watch crimes take place. Maybe Why people want to... Why such a wanna... tiny room? It's so tiny. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, if, you know, if, I'm, if I got money and I'm purging, I'm purging, I'm in a house or something. Right. You're, you're going to take it to the to the Hamptons, right? You're going you're gonna to get it way out of town. <laughs> purging in a tiny room. <laughs> right. Okay. This you're, That's a good point. As isolated as this room is, it only shares a wall with 321, which we discussed earlier. It is pretty isolated. So despite that, you are in a hotel. Yeah. You are in a busy hotel and you are in downtown Houston very busy place yeah it's hard to sneak bodies in and out oh very hard yeah unless they found some sort of like laundry chute i'm not uh, i don't know about this you know yeah and then one of the other reddit users pointed out that this is an unbuffed unpolished unsealed concrete floor very porous very absorbent very stainable right if you get blood on that it's gonna soak in you really wouldn't want that to be a room for wet Mm -hmm, work mm -hmm. as it were but now the last theory comes forward and this one was discussed by some of those internet investigators. It is interesting. It, it definitely starts to put on the tinfoil hat a little bit. But the theory proposes that it was part of an old school society or kind of low-key occult named Skull and Bones. Because the room number is 322 and there's a lot of skulls in the room, some theorize that this room had a connection to this society called Skull and Bones. It's one of the big three secret societies of Yale, and it was founded actually in 1832, hence the kind of 32 nomenclature there, which then I would say probably put it in room 332 or 832. Or, yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, don't know. at that point, would you just, would you just say like they're connecting these dots just because they're looking for it? I think I think they're looking for it. But, you know, there's a little bit here with a grain of salt. Uh, Very little is known about the practice of this society, but ultimately it was formed, like I said, in 1832 over a disagreement for the Phi 
Beta Kappa's awards, I guess, for a fraternity or a sorority there. Members were assigned nicknames, and there are actually many famous and powerful members of this society, such as former presidents George H.W. Bush and George oh. W. Bush, uh, former U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry, the founder of FedEx, Obama's chairman of Council of what? Economic Advisors, uh, the founder of Blackstone Group, and the co-founder of Morgan Stanley, to name a few. Yeah. Um, so we have some, you know, some big, some big players here, and conspiracy revolves around that these members are involved with world domination, you know, the one world order, the Illuminati. Oh, yeah. You know, a whole separate topic for a separate episode. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where this starts to enter the fray. And some wonder, you know, perhaps this room was set aside for the members' initiation purposes, right? Like, that they would spend a night in here, that they would be under supervision, maybe... I'm just extrapolating now using knowledge from movies, but maybe they would, like, oh, okay. dose them up with something and then leave them in there, you know? I was about to say, it's like, what would you pull from that? It's like, okay, there you go. That's how they sit in a hotel room. All yeah, right. I, I don't know. That's, like, how, that's how they carry themselves behind closed doors. And that's how they sleep. I want to hear how you breathe when you sleep, George W. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know. This is definitely like a little bit of a reach. Um, and, and like I said, the main thing kind of is that it leans on the number. So ultimately, it, it feels like a coincidence, right? That 32 is in play, that there are skulls here. Sure, sure, sure. Definitely kind of coincidences. Uh, the framed photo of Camo, people are thinking maybe that holds significance, right? That instead of focusing on the Ponzi scheme side of things, if you focus on the business aspects, right, or or this other element, right, that they went to LSU and they were part of Delta Kappa Epsilon's secret society called the Friars, uh, that maybe there was some overlap between these secret societies. Secrets. And again, this is super pulling at straws or whatever, grasping at straws, but uh, the LSU chapter of this secret society that uh, Camo comes from was called Zeta Zeta. Sounds very much like Zaza. And you never know if this is some sort of cults, it's similar, so there's some symbolism there, or if it's just coincidence. It gets very hard to tell when it comes to like societies like this, because they're very secretive mm -hmm. and uh, and all over the place. But Yeah, they do a better job covering things up than uh, this hotel with this right. damn room. Exactly. Which almost makes me think maybe it isn't part of a secret society. But what's also interesting is that this Zeta Zeta, uh, the logo, is a skull and crossbones. And so some are wondering, okay, maybe Zaza's owner, Benji Holmesy, was actually part of Zeta Zeta. And that the name was inspired by this secret society. And that this room that they made, that they lived in for a time, was uh, that had the skulls in it because of this. And this was all just a nod back to this society. And whether there was actual purpose to it or not, outside of that, remains a question you know maybe it was for hazing or whatnot but maybe they no longer use it i don't know maybe it's a remnants of a bygone society it's just weird but a skull and crossbones that's so common right like i mean maybe maybe captain jack sparrow stays there sometimes <laughs> you know <Jack> sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll never know because dead men tell no tales they do not i don't know man i i, I would love to like we've i think we've forgotten our uh you know our little scale here oh yeah when it comes to weighing the theories on believability between you and i um so we have a couple theories right we have uh the owner's private room which was confirmed in a way uh whether there's more to that or not it's still up for debate but there's the sex dungeon there's the murder room idea and then there's the secret society piece so on a scale of zero to ten right or maybe one to ten one being i don't believe it i don't buy it 
nothing at all. And 10 being, boom, there's your answer. We've got it. Which kind of theory are you leaning on? And how do you feel about it? Uh, I'm leaning on that this was like the, uh, was it the owner's, this private little room? Mm-hmm. They were just like, ah, we got, you know, someone was like, you know, ran up the chain. We got this space that doesn't really fit. Um, it's an awkward, you know, little like room. Uh, we can't really make like a proper room out of it to like mm-hmm. sell. And they're like, oh, get something crazy. Do something crazy and weird with it. Yeah. I, I yeah, subscribe I, to that. I, I feel with you, too, because like if he, if he's the owner, someone's coming up with the idea of concept rooms. Maybe this guy is doing that. And maybe this was his first go at it because he was like, I want my own room. And then he was like, man, this is so unique and cool. Why don't I just spin off of this yeah. and make public rooms that are also good for business? So and then it just ends up in this awkward middle part of the Venn diagram where only this room exists because initially it was only for him and only for his eccentric tastes, you know? Yep. And then people just stumble into it because of, I don't know. Yeah, and then and then some people were on board with the plan and others weren't. Yeah. And I and I'll give that I'll give that a 9. I think that's where we're at on that one. And and all of the running around like a chicken with its head cut off trying to hide this is literally just a a a four-star hotel trying to distance themselves from what looks like a creepy dungeon. You know what I mean? This is just obvious. Yeah, and also the the guy who is in, you know, involved with the schemes and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it, i don't know i feel like if that's actually the case and then my goodness get get it together <laughs> like, <laughs> get yourself you together <laughs> everyone just sit down have a meeting get on the same page because everyone all over into this room please we need to get on the same page yeah <laughs> like what sit down on the bed let's talk about what we're seeing oh god yeah, yeah everyone in the tiny room yeah i i don't know i i feel like uh it's definitely interesting, though, man. Um, you know, if it's not, I'm hoping it's not a murder room because that's where I think Christian's coming from when he says a kind of more fun idea is because it's a little lighthearted, especially considering some of the topics we've covered. But I remember when I first heard about this, I was like, ooh, fascinating. And then there is a little bit of a, you know, sometimes you're left with the heart palpitations and the high anxiety. Yeah. But this one, it kind of helps like you go up and you're like, ooh, this is interesting. And then you come back down with a, ah, well, okay, that doesn't okay, sound too okay. bad. Yeah, not, not too bad. See, here's the thing. Okay. All right, we've been talking about this Red Web Task Force. Yeah. Okay? Uh, if anyone that has any pull in the government uh, sector <laughs> is listening, I feel like a good chunk of these mysteries could really be cracked wide open with, like, you know, give us some badges. Give us some badges. Give us some type of, like, authoritative push that we could just go and start asking these hard questions. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like a like, volunteer firefighter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a kid with a plastic badge. <laughs> you know, I was hoping more real power so we can actually go crack these things wide open and actually, because I feel like there's a handful of these uh, mysteries and conspiracies that we've dove into and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if they just had like the authorities really like go okay we you got to answer some questions here or like we got to see some evidence or we got to look into some stuff like yeah it, it could help with a lot of these uh different conspiracies and theories and all that kind of stuff i agree with you you know what i think that some most uh federal agencies are sitting there going this is below our pay grade right yeah. and then all the people on the internet are like yeah but this is so interesting we gotta know yep 
I think that there is a middle pay grade that we fall very nicely into. And that's where the task force is at. Exactly. We are filling a need that society didn't know it had. We are, (laughs) you know, we're like the 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 internet's version of Ghostbusters, right? Who are you gonna call these guys? Yeah, <laughs> these guys. <laughs> our names. Those guys, man. I don't. I don't know. Maroon Web. I don't know. That is some kind of task force. Those guys there, over there. there. There's something out there for this. Who do, That's who where we, we go. Call? That's us. That's us. One eight hundred collect. Yes, I'd like to speak to those internet guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, speaking of Red Web Task Force, uh, exciting news. Uh, we we have. Merch designed around the task force. Uh, we're at an awkward time in in you know society. Things are getting back up to speed a little bit, but logistically, uh, supply chains are still a little slower. So we're, we're we have a couple weeks on the lead time for getting that merch into the store. We do have a little badge, which is more of a, a little pin. The packaging looks awesome. It looks really really cool and. We're just going to let you know when it comes out. We'll, we'll keep you abreast on each episode uh, as to where that's at. But the way it looks is probably sometime in the next month, this stuff will be available. So thank you guys so much for your ongoing tweets. You guys have been asking for us. You've been asking yeah. for uh, Red Web Task Force badges and merch. You know, actually, now I forget that these are recorded for the future. Uh, we also have Red Web Radio, which you might have seen. Yes. Uh, basically an hour of lo-fi kind of chill hop. Something to study to, something to work to. Mm-hmm. Just put it on the background, get a little tickle of the of the suspense. You know, the art was done by a community member named Sanja. The music was done by Jen. Uh, it, it, all the credits are in the YouTube version, the upload of that. Yeah, it's definitely so cool, right? Because that was just, that wasn't planned or anything like that. We were just chatting it up and then we joked about a task force. And mm-hmm. it's interesting seeing what people latch onto. And you guys yeah. really, really like, sign me up. Like, I want to be a part <laughs> of this group. Like, well, hold on. We don't, we didn't even have like a task force. We were just talking about a task force. And then everyone's, everyone's like, okay, well, let me know. Like, I'll jump in. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I'm really excited for it. Um, the design is really, really cool and minimalist, you know, so it's going to be something where like uh, you'll know what it looks, you'll know what it means, you'll know what the what the symbol reference is, but anybody that sees you with it, it'll just look like a, a really cool piece of merch. You know, we'll have a hat, a hoodie, a long sleeve shirt, and then this pin. So, but yeah, I'm excited about it. It's going to be good. Yeah, looks fantastic. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, keep hounding us. Keep letting us know when you find mysteries that you want us to uncover, whether they're cryptids, internet mysteries, or true crime, things like that. We're all about it. Uh, And we're back every week on Mondays with new mysteries. So we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.